Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... We've got good news. The world is open again, and people like you, people of faith, are traveling to Catholic sites around the world. Want to travel with exceptional Catholic leaders this fall, next year, or in the future? Are you looking to see specific sites, celebrate traditional Latin Mass, or travel to destinations without vaccine requirements? We are here to help you deepen your faith on pilgrimage. Give us a call at 1-800-842-4842 or visit us online at selectinternationaltours.com. Select International Tours is your pilgrimage company, and we have the perfect Catholic trip for you. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. Welcome to the Compass Catholic Changemaker Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Kano. On this podcast, we talk about how to live with our money as Catholics. Hi, Changemakers. Today, we're continuing our conversation about wills. I've invited Tom Akis to join us for this conversation. Tom is a legacy-giving coach with Youth for Christ in Central Ohio. Using a program named Free Will, his mission is to walk people through the process of creating a will, thus giving them and giving their families peace of mind. Thank you, Tom, for this interview. We appreciate you. If you haven't yet, we encourage you to subscribe to this podcast, follow us on Instagram, and like us on Facebook. I was having a conversation with some people a few weeks back, and they didn't realize that we're able to spread the Compass Catholic message much easier when you do that. So let those platforms know that you appreciate Compass Catholic. Enjoy this episode. All right. Well, thank you for joining us, Tom. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. All right, so last week we spoke about wills and why uh, people need wills. And we provided five reasons why people need wills. And it's something that we try and avoid thinking about. It brings up a lot of emotion, but we need them, and it's a healthy part of a good financial plan. And I'm wondering if you can tell us what qualities make a will a binding document versus just a signed piece of paper. Yeah, the uh, the most important reason uh, to have one is to make sure that uh, you know we get the uh, proper people in 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 place and named. So, um, you know, what makes a legal binding document would be anybody 18 or older, sound of mind, and cannot be unduly um, pressured in any way to make a will, and uh, that it has uh, it's in writing, it has witnesses. And it's signed. And that's it. It doesn't require a notary. It doesn't require an attorney. Uh, in in Ohio, and I'll speak to Ohio because uh, that's where I do most of my work at this present time, um, it is not notary required. If you want one, you can, but it's not required. Only two witnesses need to be over 18, and most importantly, they cannot be a named beneficiary in the will because if they sign it as a witness, they preclude themselves from getting any 
benefits from the estate. So that is probably the most common mistake that uh, self-wills that are uh, that are done have uh, have the spouse do it or somebody, their kids or somebody like that witness it, and that is the biggest error made in doing self-wills. Oh, that is interesting. And, and you had mentioned Ohio, so I think it's important to point out that these laws will vary by state to state. Is that correct? That's correct. Uh, some states require three witnesses. So each state, um, if you do any online uh, will kit, uh, usually if you put your state in, they will generate the state specific. But if you're just doing a gathering information and you're thinking about contacting an attorney to get advice and you want to do your prep work, that's basically what I help people do because I am not an attorney. I don't give advice. I just navigate and guide people through their self-wills and help them gather the information, which is in the most important thing, that they're ready when they do their will with the information necessary. So generally speaking, and we have to speak generally, right, because not attorneys and all that, that fun stuff, but when can someone do a DIY will versus when do they know they need to seek professional estate planning assistance? Of course, we always recommend seeking legal advice whenever doing your planning your estate. However, 90% of people that uh, are considering a will or, or should have a will, they basically have basic needs that uh, you can basically do on your own. And it's a lot cheaper to, to create your own and have it reviewed by an attorney than have an attorney prep it and do the work. So. Um, if you think it's too expensive and you're procrastinating, you think it's too complicated, um, you can go through and do the exercise and doing your own will. And you'll basically put in all the information you need. And then it's a good idea then to uh, have an attorney review it, as, as we always recommend. But uh, if the reason you want an attorney right out of the gate, as we go through, I help people guide them through their, their uh, process to getting their wills. You, if you have special needs, you have minor kids, and you have an estate larger than you know $250,000, there's some things to consider to take say some taxes and probate costs, because probates, uh, if you don't have a will, can be very costly. And if you have a will done that doesn't uh, pass the assets, and you haven't done your transfer at death or your beneficiaries properly, that all gets caught in the do the will through the probate. So um, those are things the attorneys will advise you on and uh, make recommendations on. But these are things that you need to know what questions sometimes to ask if you're doing your own simple will. And uh, that can be done. And, and an attorney always is there to give advice. Uh, but some of the prep work is uh, stuff that you have to provide anyhow. So you better be prepared. And when does someone not need a will? Can you think of any circumstance, like maybe they have no real assets to protect or maybe they don't have kids? Um, are there any situations that you see where someone, maybe a will is not really effective for them? Um, I, I don't know of any case where anybody that's over 18, everybody has something, whether it's debts, whether it's assets, it's property, or you just want your stuff you know, your your car, things things that you don't think means much, is worth much, has to be dealt with. And a will does that. 
in, in lieu of a will, the state has the one by default for you. And uh, But if, if you have anything that you want specifically to go to somebody or you want somebody assigned to uh, take care of the things after you've passed, it's important to have a will. And, and, and if you don't think you need one, then a very basic will just gives the uh, peace of mind to your loved ones that uh, your wishes will be followed. We have spoken before about wills being different, or re the requirements from wills uh, being different from state to state. Um, some states require two witnesses, other require three. So how do you know if a will will transfer between states? Do they all transfer, or are there some requirements that we need to be aware of? Yeah, your your will is, is valid once you've done it, wherever you live. However, it is generally a good idea to update it in the state that you're if you're permanent residence as soon as um, you, you can. However, if you moved and, and you passed and you hadn't transferred it, it still would be good. It just might save some um, probate technicalities, some costs in the, you know just determining the, the, the validity of it um, and just the checks and balance. But uh, it, it still would be good. However, it's a good idea to update it and have it re-signed in the state that you're living. Besides when someone moves from one state to another, when else will someone need to update their will? What other life circumstances flag to them that they need to have an update done? Any major events that happen in your life, birth of a child, uh, change of uh, marital status, um, any time that uh, you make any large purchases, start a business, any significant changes in your life should be reflected in your will and your estate document. And what happens, we had mentioned before, you had spoken about probate and the probate process. And last week in the last podcast, we talked about what probate actually is. Can you kind of walk us through, have you seen someone not have a will and had their estate had to go through probate. What does that process look like generally, and why is a will preferable to no will in going fully through probate? Well, without a will, then the the, the uh, state steps in with their intestate law and basically directs the uh, the process in, in in the will process that they have by default. So having a will is an instruction to the probate judge to follow the wishes that you have laid out in your will. So if you don't have a written will, then they have to determine what's best um, for you and, and your loved one. So it's up to the discretion of the probate judge. The probate judge often then has to get an attorney involved to represent your estate uh, where there's an additional cost for that. It's just uh, it, it just takes time and delay and, and getting everybody notified as to who were the heirs. So if you if you it just leaves a mess basically, and a will just provides a clear path for a judge. Even though you make a will, everything that you have that's probatable, and that's where we suggest you look at your assets and what can be taken out of your estate. And, and beneficiary-wise, transfer at death with your retirement accounts, your savings accounts, um, even even your your real estate property can be structured properly so it can avoid probate. But 
that's the key is there's a cost to probate and then there's time and delay and it's all public knowledge so anything that goes through probate you can go on to uh, the county website look up probate courts and you can see who's getting what what their assets were and all distribution and anything that's going on so a lot of people don't realize this is all becomes public knowledge and if you have a will or don't have a will it is public knowledge and so what we see is a lot of people in the disputes and and the contesting and it just becomes a, a an issue for the heirs and puts them in a position where they have to determine what's fair in their minds rather than what's fair in your mind if you left a will so the idea of leaving a will gives your loved ones a peace of mind clear direction and it, and it just takes away any um ambiguity of any family members thinking they're entitled to more or less than what they were getting because it's what your wishes were oh goodness so how long could the probate process last i'm, I'm assuming there's pretty a wide range depending on the size of the estate but yeah the yeah the, the the probate typically uh if if you can have it streamlined you're looking at eight months to a couple of years couple years yeah and it can run anywhere from eight plus percent of your your estate so anything that you can do to plan and i know we're not talking about other strategies here in this podcast but uh, there's ways to set up your estate and it just costs a little more and you can do some strategies that uh, wouldn't make it public knowledge and it could be immediate so yeah, the wills are good but there are other estate planning techniques that uh, once we look at what you're doing and, and guide you, we can direct you to some of the other uh, cost-effective uh, costs. Mm. So based on your experience in walking through this process with a lot of people, what tips do you have for someone who is moving from thinking about a will to actually starting to take on that process of, of developing their will and, and documents? Uh, first of all, I just guide them to a trusted, safe source to go ahead and start the process. And, and online, there are several tools that are available. Um, uh, I suggest that getting your house in order, as we call it, it's spiritual before it's mechanical. So we like to make sure we all start on the right basis and, and whose money is it? and go from there because it becomes a dependency issue and those that are dependent on you it's it's difficult we want to make sure you're good stewards of the money that you've been entrusted in you that you look at it and take care of it and transfer it because it's been entrusted in you and when you're no longer here that plan of where it goes and it's done best good takes time and effort and planning so just getting started can take you you can do your simple will in five minutes if you're really good and quick on the computer and the average person takes 15 minutes just to do the walkthrough to get their basic will done for their last will and of course you've got your living will your power of attorney for health care and power of attorney for your financials and within an hour all those things can be done online with an online service that just asks you prompts you the questions and if you don't have any complications in an hour, you can give yourself and your loved ones a real peace of mind. Yeah, and you just hit the nail on the head there. It is, you're, 
we're stewards. We're stewards till the end. And your will is your last document of effective, thoughtful stewardship of what the Lord has blessed you with. Um, so I think you you definitely, you know, circle back very well to the fact that we are all stewards until the very end. Yep. And and uh, when I help people do this, what I end up getting and is why I continue to do it is the is the peace of mind that it gives a husband and a wife often know they needed to do it just procrastinating because they couldn't decide on the kid is typically if you have minor kids and don't let that stop you you can still go ahead and do everything and still have um you know a primary for the husband and a primary for the wife if you can't agree on who you want and uh at least you have direction for the probate court to what also you wanted um in the end because the kids should not be left without uh, a clear path of who should be the best physical caretaker and then there might be somebody else that would be a better financial but the finances make sure because minors cannot receive anything it has to be entrusted to somebody so if you do not have a will the court appoints the trustee and it'd be better that you appoint the trustee and not leave it to the state to make your decisions oh wow yeah all these important reasons and it is just because it's important does not mean it is necessarily difficult. And so we appreciate having people like you to walk, um, walk fellow, you know, fellow people through this process. Uh, this is definitely a conversation we try and avoid having in our head because no one wants to think about their, their death, but it's going to happen. It's a guarantee in life that we're all going to be here someday. Um, so I appreciate your time today and answering these questions. If anyone else has any other questions for Tom, you can email us at podcast at compasscatholic.org and we will get those questions to him and maybe do another episode on another day if you're up for that. I absolutely, uh, I, I found that this is something that to my uh, 40 years of financial planning and helping people put their uh, states in order that 70% uh, of the people out there do not have their wills or up-to-date wills. And it is really very important. So it's uh, it, it's it's my ministry. It's something that I'm passionate about, and I'm here to help in any way that I can to answer questions and guide people. And uh, that's that's my fulfillment. Oh, well, thank you, Tom. We appreciate you, and and hopefully we'll have you on in the future. God bless. Thank you. God bless to you too. This is Kevin O'Brien of EWTN's Theater of the Word. I'm excited also to teach middle school and high school literature, speech, and drama with homeschoolconnections.com, an online Catholic curriculum provider. Your student can meet with me online for a live, interactive class. Whether you take apologetics with John Martinoni or grade school with Jackie De La Viaga, or any of the other 400-plus courses with homeschoolconnections.com, online Catholic learning for your homeschooling family is available for you.